Hi, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Enlightened Conversations. Each week, we invite guests to share their views on the world, work, and their personal lives in an enlightened way. Our hosts have been chosen especially to role model just how we do an enlightened conversation. This episode is produced by Michelle Lightworker and sponsored by the Lightworker Hi Foundation. Everybody. This is Lynn Salong from Enlightened Conversations with Lynn Salong. I want to in, uh, welcome you to our show today. I've got a really special guest for you, for everyone actually, and it's really exciting for me to finally get to talk with Barb face to face. So here is Barbara Songbird. She's a very special person. She does a whole lot of beautiful, creative things to do with spirit, and that includes gardening. She writes poetry and children's stories. She creates healing tools. She does a lot of specialised craft work for one-on-one for people. She does hands-on healing, and she also likes to use vibrational sound and tone. So, Barbara, would you like to just tell everybody a little bit about you in about five or ten you know, sort of minutes, just a little bit of a description about what you do, how you got into your spiritual pathway, and then I'm going to weave us back into how art and creativity are a natural part of the flow, for me at least, in my spiritual work and my daily life. Okay. I first got into spirituality several decades ago for what I thought was a partner. Um, It turned out to be actually for me. It did help him, but I moved on and I then accessed other forms of healing as well. And it's interwoven with myself, my life, what I do for other people. Uh, I call it barbarising things with spirit. So um, it's... It's a really nice way to live because the more you can help somebody else, the more you're helping yourself as well. I think it's a really wonderful way of looking at it. Yeah, I love that. I I do a similar thing myself. It's like how we be of service, isn't it? Yeah, and it's a self-nurturing thing because it's an ongoing, it's a cyclic thing because um, what was I saying to somebody on on the computer the other day, it's a, a little bit of a secret, but it's not really. People tell me I give too much, but what happens is when you give to somebody, you enjoy receiving in the first place, you then give and then you get even more joy and then you end up receiving from spirit as a thank you. So That's- it's not really a secret, but I just say, oh, it's a secret. And people say, oh, really, tell me all about it. So it gives them something to listen to and they're excited and then they receive in a lot better manner too. Uh, I think- really beautiful because it's like one of the laws of reciprocity and the law of attraction isn't it we're all in this circle and i think a lot of people forget about we give 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 and women tend to do a lot of giving and we forget to receive and actually when you stop the receiving part of it you're actually blocking that natural flow of the circle of life and the giving and the receiving part of it is a gift not only to whomever you're giving it to but also to yourself so when we do what you do and what I do, then that creates this beautiful space for everybody to be able to walk away with something that benefits them and their life. At least that's what I find. And I think it's... Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So what I'd like to do is just weave back now into how you come about creating the children's stories that you do all the art and so forth. Like I have my own process and I'll share a little bit about that as well. But 
for you, where does the inspiration come from when you're going to create something, be it a piece of art or a book for children to read or maybe there's a tool like I create tools like drums and um, rattles and wands and stuff like that. So what's the first spark of the creation for you? Where does that happen? It's, it's like giving them a tool to work with. Um, it's like creating something that they can connect with and then interact with and to, to transfer it onto their own lives and for their hearts. Like one of the stories is about a pegasus and a unicorn. Now the unicorn's on the earth, metaphysical plane, and the pegasus is in the air. And never the twain shall meet, but guess what? One little boy and one little girl actually see each other. And they fall for each other. And it's all about how their love actually opens and allows and expands a meshing of true spirit mm-hmm. and a love that really blossoms. And, and in the end, it's a lovely story. It's just absolutely beautiful. And it allows kids to know that it doesn't matter what you look like, who you are, what you are, where you come from, you've got the ability to do what you need to do in your life and, and to create something that's absolutely magical. Yeah. Fantastic. I love that. It, it sounds like a really beautiful story and I'd love to read it myself. What I'd like to do is go back to before the story, before you actually created the book or however you manifested it into the everyday world. What actually was the spark of the inspiration? Like for me, I can literally be driving the car and suddenly I'll get all these ideas for a painting to do, for instance. And I've got a few people that work with me in an art class. So the ideas will start coming through from spirit about, okay, I've been talking about this is um, what a medicine shield looks like, for instance, when we're doing the shamanic work. So a medicine shield represents your power that you use on, including your spiritual allies. And I'll find for myself when I do that, what I get the inspiration for in here and in my heart, what I can visualise isn't always exactly how it turns out on my canvas at the end of the day, which is fine. It's like that art in motion, a bit like that circle we were talking about before. So if we go right back before Pegasus and the little boy and the little girl, what was that spark that got you onto the path to actually write that book? Probably in the same way that happens to you when you're driving. What I do is that I sit and I let my mind open up and I just watch the clouds. Or, and because my mind is then open, spirit goes, aha, she's at a moment where she can receive in a really great way. So they then give me the ideas. When I do the mandalas, I do, I, I, I set the intent for them. Yeah. Um, or I just do one and I see what comes out for a person for a certain reason. It might be a gift or it might be something that they've asked me to do. So I then do the circle and the dot and then I just measure it up and then I then close my eyes and ask spirit to come through me to be done. So, and then gradually I just start ruling and some of the, the lines are drawn hand. And then I then gradually rub it all out when I've got the actual basic shape as light as possible and then I start colouring it in. And usually there's beings in there. Usually there's an animal in in there or usually there's something in there and the person goes oh my gosh 
you know, mm. this, that, and the other. How did you know? Well, I didn't know, but because I allow myself to be the instrument or the conduit for spirit to come through um, for it to allow this person to connect. It's a tool. They're all tools. They They're are. All, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's how it happens. I just, yeah. I just wait until I've got an empty space in there and, and, and uh, sometimes there's a, a little idea and it's like, oh, I wonder. And I wonder if it's been a really big little sentence in my life, I can assure you. I wonder if it's like, go for it. Because spirit yes. doesn't actually tell you outright. They just give you little hints because that's how we're empowered. We get to choose. Yeah. yeah so and I find I work in it probably in a very similar way. It's like the inspiration can come from all kinds of things out there in the universe or something that I'm working on personally or maybe someone says, they want to create something or could I make them a dream capture? And you kind of get an overview. And I know for me, even when I'm channeling, the way it works is my human self, if you like, moves over and gets out of the road. And then I feel the downloads coming through from spirit. I'll get like an overview. So as I'm looking at you, for instance, Barbara, what might happen is I have like a translucent screen and then all this stuff starts flowing down in and around you. And I know that's all part of the energy, the inspiration for whatever I'm going to create with either a dream catcher or a painting or whatever it might be. And then colours and stuff like that will start to become clearer for me. As long as I keep the human self out of the road, it's like the clearer channel I become. And then I'll hear spirit in some way, shape or form and I might start to see more things about, okay, this is how we're going to make it. So I love that your, your kind of template for creation and my template for creation, they're quite similar really and yet they're different because you've got your unique ways and I've got mine, which is as it should be. And it, I just find it a beautiful process. So I'm really fascinated hearing about how you do that. When you're going about writing though, do you find there's any difference with your creativity and with the inspiration that comes through for that compared to the way you might create something in craft or art, for instance? Yes, because um, as you write, it seems to come through directly. Um, whereas when I'm doing drawing, I never know. Sometimes when I'm doing the mandalas, I, I, I think, oh, this is a bit messy. <laughs> and spirit's going, oh, you think so? <laughs> I think, all right, <laughs> I always stick my left, if I do any healing or do any work or anything like that, I always stick my ego under my left foot and I stomp on it. I stand on it. That's, that's the thing I do. And then I ask for the highest good of all to be involved. And that's, that's the two things that must be done if I do any sort of metaphysical stuff or anything that's um, connected to spirit. Because ego and or me, the human side of me that, that likes to wander around and, and ask um, questions in inappropriate times probably or get in the way with spirit um, then then gets put aside and I remember because my foot starts to itch and actually mm -hmm. I feel something underneath it it's got nothing to do with the fact I've got a numb foot but that's beside the point <laughs> but it actually itches I get a tingle and it's like oh okay yep I'm getting in the way again so, so it's your little sort of signal from spirit to come back into alignment, let yeah. that little self get out of the road. Yeah, it doesn't happen very often. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I hear what you're saying. And I, I think that we probably all, all those of us that are understanding that we're working with spirit as we're creating whatever we're creating, have our signs and signals to get out of the road. Like sometimes I'll feel something tickling me on the arm or nudging me. 
or yep. my ears starts to get really warm. And if my ears getting really warm, I know there's a big message about to come through. I need to move over and allow that energy to flow. And whether yeah. I'm writing or painting or in a meditation circle or whatever, that's the signal. Here we go. Let's just go with the flow kind of thing. And it, it's funny how they work with us, isn't it? Yes, it is. And and it's and it's clicking that that is actually a um, it's a, actually a message, and it's connected yeah. to spirit because. For years and years, I used to think I was a bit balmy, to say the least, because I'd just have my own thoughts in my head and other people would say, oh, you know, it's spirit, it's different, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, it's never been any different. It's always been feeling as though it's come from me uh, or in me. And, and that's how I know I'm a channel that actually is just working through the self most of the time, not as a separate entity or anything like that. Um, I, I can actually, the only time I've ever heard a voice is a, a German gentleman and he's a doctor and it's when I'm in with a group of healers and I've got hands on and he will actually tell me in a German voice, oh, I've got a terrible fight that time. I thought, oh, who's that? That's the only time it's ever, ever happened. And so I know he's one of my guides. So, yeah. So. Um, that's a really great way, a, a, a beautiful segue, if you like, into another aspect of working with spirit because I know that there are folk out there that believe that we're actually separate to the creator, to the divine. There are folk like yourself, obviously, and me that believe, and I know for myself, the analogy I tend to use with people is that we're all like a, on a diamond. So there's the creator for me is this massive big diamond. I'm a facet, you're a facet, everybody out there is some aspect of the divine. We aren't separate. We are one with that being. And then we're in this human form, an expression of that. So how I choose to express myself as that aspect comes through in a slightly different way than what you do, obviously, Barbara. And I know for me, there's a difference that I feel in the quality of the energy. I think that's the way to put it. When my human self is in the road, there can be doubts and questions and am I good enough and all of that. When I get that part out of the road and that divine part of me that we all have, every single person on the planet has it, there's a difference that I feel in the energy and the, the signals and messages that are coming through there's like no distortion and my heart, the energy kind of swells. Like there's this huge love and even it doesn't matter whether I'm writing, whether I'm doing a healing, whether I'm just out there enjoying the everyday world with my puppies. The difference is um, for me at times quite profound. Whereas my human self, that lower self, ego, whatever we want to call it, can feel um, like it's trying to put the brakes on if you like. So do you ever get that kind of experience with it all? Yes, um, I, at, at times I, I um, sometimes I can feel a little bit funny and I think what's going on and it's like, oh, I need, I, I need, I need to get myself to one side and to really actually trust and open and expand to this experience and, and it's the trusting when the tone came through for me, the sound healing I do, when it came through um, 26 years, 27 years ago, um, I never met any more tones. I just had to trust. I'd done my Reiki in Soshima and, and I just had to trust that this sound that I wanted to make was okay, that I could go ahead. And I worked quite blindly with it, as in human blindness, but not spiritually blind, totally open because it's a trust issue. Um, with the self, 
with the humanness, with um, our doubts, um, our old tapes we learn, um, how we've been brought up. It's actually, it's coming of age, I would call it, coming of the true age of attainment with spirit and melding and working and believing. Yeah, I think they're key things, aren't they? Once you learn to differentiate, what happens when that direct link is absolutely clear and, and as Black Elk put it, we become a hollow bone tube for spirit to work through. When you're that clear, the human self, the, the, the lower part, can't actually get in the road and interfere like it might normally would. And so you literally are channeling, if you like, or just being your really divine self and bringing through whether it's a healing, a sound, or like I channel, you channel, the creativity. And people are all creative in their own ways. I mean, people that get out there and do the most fabulous cooking. To me, if you're really in your Zen place with that food that you're creating for other people, then you've directly channeled that light and that love into the food and people can tell the difference. So that's important as being able to do the healing work that you or I do or that other folk do or, uh, you know, any work that's out there. I um, can remember an analogy, a story from many years ago when I was in high school in Perth and we were asked in the class by our teacher, what did we want to do when we grew up? And one of the kids actually, he was being a bit funny, but I think he was also being self-conscious, was saying, oh, I just want to go out there and be a street sweeper. And the teacher just stopped the class and said, you know what? If you are the best street sweeper in the world, you have given us all such a gift because you're keeping our place, our village, our home, our town, our city clean. And I know it really struck a chord in me because it just made me remember whatever work anyone does out there, it's all a gift if we do it with love, isn't it? And, it is. and you know, hearing that, that you're the same and that you like connecting with that love energy, for want of a better term, and it is the highest power in the universe, the enlightened part, if you like, um, it seems to then take what we're doing, what we're offering to other people and to ourselves to a whole different level, doesn't it? How do you find that for you? Well, what it does for me, when anybody's talking truth or something and, and, or, or imparting something really profound, I just get goosebumps all over. And I know that at that moment in time, spirit's really strong. Um, mm. I get the shakes if it's the Christ energy. Um, um, there's different signals that happen um, and they're really, really unique and really, oh, I just think, oh, I'm home. Uh, and, and I look at the person, I grin, and I just say, oh, you are so out there so wonderful because you're really connecting and you're allowing us to connect too and they look and they look surprised and they go oh really and i i think people don't realize um that that how wonderful they can be and are most of the time and if they realize that then their self-doubts or their moments of nation their moments of um chastising themselves or their moments of buying into stuff that isn't helpful or of the love energy um, aren't as much. Um, they don't creep in. And, yeah. and um, yep, that's it. And uh, so I always say to people, oh, you're looking stunning today. Oh, and I'll, I'll buy myself a flower and I'll come across somebody who's not having the best day. And it's usually an elderly person sometimes. And, and, and um, 
and I'll just say, I've got a flower and it's for you. Oh, no, darling, you bought it for yourself. And I said, I might have, but this is a double whammy. I got to receive in there, you do too. And yeah. I said, and I get to feel good about that as well. And so they go off and they, they have a nicer day. Um, any, anything like that is absolutely just, it absolutely needs to be done for people. I can't tell people how often just saying something like that. Day after day, I see lovely elderly ladies looking absolutely brilliant. And I tell them that while I'm shopping. And they go, oh, darling, I haven't had that said to me for so long. And I think, where's your relatives? Where's mm -hmm. the people that care for you? So we need to care for everybody. We it's need to have the strength. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, if I just go back a wee bit to what you were talking about with that, because I, I agree with you, Barbara, I think it's really important that we do cherish the folk in the everyday world and let them know no matter how old they are, what culture or what yep. gender, they're still beautiful, loved, loving yep. and lovable. But yep. what I want to weave it slightly back to, because it was just making me feel into a little bit more about what's going on in the everyday world at the moment. And we mm. know that there's been stuff going on globally that has yep. been very unpleasant, very fearful, if you like, for a lot of folk for very good reasons. And one of the things that I would love to do is to see folk pulling back from the fear-based media like the news and stuff like that, mm. stuff that goes on in yep. social media, come back into you, come back into your heart and into the everyday world of you and just start to see the love and the light that you are. And this is not airy-fairy stuff we're talking about. I truly believe, and I know in my heart, that every being on the planet has that spark of the divine, for instance, in them. So we can gift ourselves and each other the opportunity to talk with or be witness to that love light that is in every single being, even for the people that are the so-called world leaders that are promoting a bit of war and mayhem at the moment. I asked energetically and for spirit show me their light show me their love so i can work and respond with that rather than all the negativity going on there or the folk that believe that you've got to have power over others or that you've got to wear the latest clothes that somebody's tweeted about on whatever i mean it's just silliness really i think when it comes down to it when instead if we go and see Here's this beautiful flower that I've just bought. And by the way, my gift is to give that to you now because I've already experienced the joy of it and I can see that it's like your light and matching. So I love what you did there. I think that was a really beautiful way to, to just show people that we can get what might be a momentary experience for us with something like buying flowers and then to give them to somebody else who's saying, my heart light recognises your heart light where can we meet? Where can we actually then come to a place of, of just feeling more joy in our lives rather than alone or frightened or angry or whatever we might be? And more of us that can do that. Let's, let's issue a little challenge to everybody out there. We invite you to go out, everyone, after you've watched our show and in your, neck, in your life from, the, you know, from that next week onwards when this will go to air, um, to actually go out there and make a difference to three people just find three random people in your world that you can go out there and give them one little gift of love with no expectations of anything in return. They might not choose to accept it either, and that's okay. But just one little gift of love to three different people and allow them to pay it forward in their own way and just see what you can do with that. How does that feel for you, Barb? Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, we can have some playtime. 
Because Barbara and I both like to play. We're both, we've both got a bit of that wild, cheeky, creative energy that doesn't want to just be stagnant. We like to try a little bit of this and a little bit of that in our daily worlds. And, yeah, so let me just go into that then. For you, because I, I truly believe for all of us that spiritual practices are part of everyday living. So what's one way what, that you would share with others to bring a bit more of that creative spiritual energy into their daily lives and actually have a bit of fun with it. <laughs> uh, I quite often with girlfriends um, go to their place, have a cup of tea, and then I'll look at them and I'll say to them, you know, has anybody told you how wonderful your energy is, how much you light up my life, how dear you are to me, and how often I really love to hear from you. And they look at me and they say, oh, we love you so much. We love you being in our lives and we just... Oh, we just really like being with you, Barbara. And I said, yes, but it's reciprocal. That's how I feel about you. So, and then I look at them and I say, when's the last time you said that to somebody? Mm. And they go, oh, oh. And I said, okay, meet you next week, same place. <laughs> so, and they go, and they ring me up and say, oh, I, I, uh, I went and I said to my girlfriend, da, 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 and, and uh, oh, the reaction on her face. Oh, I haven't seen her light up like that for so long. It's not funny. And I said, there you go. That's called blossoming, love. And you're making sure they're on. Sorry. How would That's you bring blossoming into some of the creations then? So if you're going to, if you get um, somebody approaching you to create for them a mandala or a painting, how would you tune into the blossoming of that particular person or maybe they're gifting it to somebody else? What do you see? What kind of process do you go through with that to bring that energy in so that whatever it is you make is a mirror, if you like, of that person's inner energy and their outer energy? Right. Well, what I do is I, I, I close my eyes and I tune in. Saying tuning in is just actually inviting. I invite mm -hmm. spirit. I invite their guides or the spirits that are around them and my guides to commune with each other and to allow me to bring through to the highest possible good of all and the intent is to create something beautiful for that person so that it is a healing, nurturing, uh, enlightening experience for them. So, and um, then I go in and I create whatever it is. And it's interesting because they go, oh, how did you know that's one of my favorite, that's my set of favorite colors and I love this and look at that, that looks like such and such, that reminds me of so-and-so. So it takes them on a journey because mm -hmm. I've been on a journey and I, I thank them. I, I say, thank you, thank you so much. And they say, but you're the one who's done the work. And I said, no, no, there wasn't any work involved. I can assure you there was time involved. But what happens is that I am nurtured as well. And that's what I tell them. I was able to blossom. 
for me to blossom so that you can blossom and and out of it comes a nurturing experience for all involved so how do do you come into the creative process of it like I know, for instance, if I'm going on a shaman's walk, for instance, with people, because I love taking people on magical mystery tours, and so a shaman's walk can be like that for folk who haven't remembered what they were like as a child. The childlike part of us that's really curious, it's always there. If I'm taking people on a shaman's walk, what I'll do is send them out after we've done some ceremony, prayers and so forth, set the heart intent for what they're going to do. While they're off doing their thing, I'm tuning in to each of them, whoever's gone with me, and I'll do sit down and I'll do a drawing for them. And so I ask to be shown what's the spirit medicine that's really good for that person at this particular time that, that might be just something to encourage them or support them on their daily life. And when I do that, I get surprised that it might be animals that will come through. It could be beings from the upper realm, for instance, like ascended masters or dragons or what have you. Or it might be that the plant people that are around in the location where we are start talking with me and butterflies are moving around and whatever. And they in some way will then become part of the art that I create. And again, I just get out of the road and allow my hands to start doing the drawing. So if I turn that back to you, Barbara, how do you actually like get your download, if you want to call it that, to whatever then is going to be coming out on the paper or the canvas or in the mandalas? What's the process that people have no idea out there in the everyday? Um, it just seems to come through my hands like you. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, I, it's really quite uncanny in a way, I suppose. I, I don't. I quite often don't get a picture. I just keep drawing if I'm doing the mandalas. If I'm doing something else for somebody, it, it, some, if I do past life readings, I see it as a film in the back of my head. It, okay. it plays out like a, a film. And then I write it out. I used to write it out. I've got books full of them, but now I just talk it. Um, and and they, then spirit tells me whether or not whatever has come through is working for the person um, or not and whether or not they need to cut the ties connected to this because it's our brain is like a cellular memory. It holds past lifetime stuff in it as well. And sometimes it can be working for us and sometimes it, 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 it's, it's, um, it, it, it doesn't work as well as it could. So it's time to actually be empowered to cut that tie. So that's how I work with different things. There's different ways spirit works with me with different things. And I, with the mandalas, I, I, I do not see the picture until it's finished. They actually, I, it's the same as a Tony. I work, it's weird. The spirit just actually, I, I work with a blindfold on most of the time and I've just had to learn to trust. And uh, sometimes I get pictures, not often. <laughs> yeah, I love that because I, I can really tune into what you're saying and get my own visual of it, if you like, on, on your process and how it's working for you. And I guess I'm similar in that it can be like literally the blank canvas that people talk about or the blank page that where where's the writing going to come from if you're, if you're a writer. And then yeah. suddenly there's the energy just starts flowing and it's yeah. like you're the observer, isn't it? You're watching what's going on. You're watching the words that are coming out that you're typing or writing or the picture that you're drawing, whether it's a mandala or a painting. And yeah. suddenly there's this image, this thing in front of you. And I, I look at it sometimes and just wonder, wow, 
where did that come from? That is just amazing. Even with the words that I write, I'll go back sometimes and a lot of us keep journals and stuff like that. I haven't for a while, but I do write for magazines and stuff. And I'll read something and I think, wow, I've got a sort of theme in mind that I wanted to get across to people. And then I'm in a zone and I just stay totally focused on the keyboard or the pencil or whatever it is I'm creating with. And the end product is often so far removed from what I thought I might have started with. And I kind of love the way it evolves like that. <laughs> You're grinning. I know that spontaneity that just comes in. It's like, yep, move out of the side, girl, go away. Just let it flow and let it be. And it literally is this amazing working process then, isn't it? Yeah, well, when people are talking to me like you were just doing, I, I get, and they get this, what are you thinking or thinking you're doing? <laughs> no, you're not doing nothing. <laughs> That's why I crack up sometimes. Because, and sometimes they do things like they show the Ascended Masters um, playing cards and they're being patient and waiting for the person to wake up and do what they probably could do to the best of their ability and nurture their inner selves and their metaphysical and bring out the very best of their creativity. It's like they're not quite having a puff because that's out, but it's like um, a cigarette, but it's like, come on, mate, we're getting a bit bored here. And I get they give me these visions in my head and it cracks me up. Um, yeah, that's why... It, quite often I'll be grinning away while somebody's talking because there's these really weird pictures and, and accents going through my head. <laughs> I think that's wonderful. That just shows me, well, I know my experience of it, but I'd love it to be also showing folk out there watching this now to know that these spirit beings that we work with are just as... Um, Human's not the right word for it, but they're just as personable as what we are. They've got their own characteristics. They've got their own ways of expressing. Some of them can be really stern. Some of them have a laugh and some of them are like, gosh, she's finally got it. (laughs) Good to know, isn't it? You know, it's not um, that they're up there on this big pedestal and we have to bow down to them. It's certainly not in my experience. Even for me, when goddess is coming through and and she's been impatient with me, I can feel the nudges that are happening. And then once I get out of the road and that that energy is coming through, it's like you you just feel uplifted and you can hear her laughing in the background going, yeah, I got you today. (laughs) And I really like that because then I can't be too serious about it in a not being disrespectful or anything like that. But if you if you start with your mind chatter going on about, oh, I should have done this, I should have done that, then that tends to interfere with the whole process rather than allow and have fun with it. They certainly want us to enjoy ourselves and have fun with it. The more we do that, the more the creation flows and it's a better day for everybody, I find. That's exactly it. Yeah, the forerunner of the past life, the movie in the head, is Archangel Michael, the Lord of the Akashic Records. A huge being appears before me in this huge golden book and he goes, thump, okay, which one? Right, we'll do this one. And that's the past life reading that comes through for the person that I'm working with and then the movie starts inside my head. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. so there's all sorts of different ways where it works with us. It's magical. And it just seems to, the more we be open to it and only having those beings of the Christ consciousness level or higher coming through, by the way, folk, don't just accept anything. I'm really strict on that one. You always check in and make sure 
is coming through and it must be that level or higher because that energy of the cross consciousness is so pure and we want to have the best energy coming through the best beings of love and light that we're working with which i think is very important now i'm just going to um i don't know what people are able to see when they're watching the screen with this but i'm going to tell you or something that I'm witnessing now above Barbara's head. And I'm guessing that in, in everyday reality, it's probably like an air vent or something, but it keeps coming in for me to point it out, so I'm going to. I can see four strokes above your head, just slightly to your left. And what it looks like for me is the sacred number system of the four ones in this case. So new beginnings, new energies, new processes, new a whole lot of stuff. If I mention the sacred numbers to you, Barbara, I want to just weave and wind into that now. How do you react with numbers in the everyday world? I, 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 see, I see repeated numbers. Um, so I go and look up uh, what they're about. Because yep. So I want to push Barbara a little bit this time. What I'm being guided to do is to gently nudge here and say, Barbara, if you go within... What does the four ones mean for you right here and right now as something that we can share with everybody out there? And I'm going to do the same when you finish. What they show me is that there's, there's an archangel on each corner of the, the grid. Um, each one represents one of the ones. Um, it's also the ability to work within a given moment with whatever is presented at that moment in time and to trust to bring through it through for the highest good of all um, what needs to be worked with with the person and yeah okay beautiful i'm loving that i'm going yeah. to embrace that thank you Okay, so I'm actually going to channel, and Barbara, when I finish, you might have um, an interpretation of that that you might or might not like to share. We'll just see how this all pans out now. But I'm feeling God is like really with me right now, so I'm going to channel. I'll translate where I'm allowed to. And just for everybody that's watching, at the moment we're going through the retrograde of a number of different planets, which can cause people to feel a bit wobbly it can be doing playing games with issues with communication for instance whether you're talking about something like we're recording right now or whether you're talking to your partner or your family or um, trying to get a letter off to somebody and you just can't write the right words so what's coming through right now for me for goddess is a message to share with everybody to help us come into an alignment with the four ones with the new beginnings that are being offered. So here we go. Here, tonale te ishne te yanoto onale iatana. We are invited to come into our hearts. Yotonale ishne iatuna e hiana utuna to see ourselves as the chalice, the well. Yotonale ishne iatuna e ia. We are at a crossroads. Yotonale he te pitine iutuna. We invite you, the humans, to make your choice to come from your heart. As you walk your daily world, what is the gift that you have? We urge you, 
we encourage you to see the bigger picture to not be one of the sheep to walk your path with light Ask the four archangels to come to you now. Utunale, we bless your journey. Yatuna. So, Barbara, did you want to share anything that you? Um, can, may, may I speak too in turn? Definitely. You have the gift of being able to communicate with other people and to share our radiance of song, of soul, of light, of with your eyes we see you, with your eyes we connect. With our heart, we do. Oh, Nani. Do not be frightened to turn, to hold, to rejoice, to hold hands and to know that even small quantities of your beautiful beingness together with the intent will actually help it will go out and expand and join with others. Always we say to you, look to your light, look to your heart, look to who you really are. And that is the connection of beingness within the love. Aho. Aho. And it's just beautiful to be able to speak with another person that channels the language of love light. I, I um yeah, just get really excited when that happens and, and we can get to share that higher vibrational frequency energy because even if we don't translate for people what's coming through, it's the actual sound frequency that touches your heart. And so each and every one of you that are watching will get your own message from this. You'll get your own experience and that's, that's part of the gift of it to you. So we offer it with love from my heart to yours and I'm sure from Barbara's heart to yours as well. So that we can help this planet to be this radiant, beautiful being that she is and the human folk starting to do the right thing and looking after her a whole lot more than what's been happening in recent times over the last five or six hundred years in particular. So, Barbara, do you have anything else that you'd like to share with everybody? Just I'm, I'm being the wild creative artist that I am. I want to encourage everybody to go and have a couple of little projects. We've already given them an, an earlier one about going and connecting with three people and giving them a gift, you know, just because you can from your heart. So is there something creative that you might like to just invite everybody to participate on and maybe they can come back to your Facebook page or mine later on and just show us something that they've created. So I'm going to hand it over to you and then I'll offer my suggestion. Okay. What's coming to mind is that you create something that you can hang that, that reminds you of being able to connect to the four, five elements um, and to also put your energy of how you can help to actually 
get out there only even in the tiniest tiniest little bit of a thought during the day or anything else to remind you to make this little thing that you can hang up that can connect and and send out healing or or prayers to to those affected by world events that seem to be in the negative at this moment in time and are affecting people in not a very good manner or or costing lives Um, because that little talisman will allow you to stay connected to the prayer, to the mindfulness and to the loving intent of us being able to um, do something even if it's only what seems small but it's not because if enough people do it, um, it, it's, it expands, just expands awesome. exponentially. So are you thinking of something that's a sound thing like wind chimes or are you thinking of something? A wind chime or a woven thing with feathers or anything like that. Anything that you can get, get hold of, even something out of your garden because it's, it's, if it's your garden, if it's part of you, um, some of your hair, anything in it, um, um, something that's got elements in it that is actually really you. Okay, so there's your challenge for Barbara. She wants you to create something that hangs, whether it's something that makes sound or it's something more visual. My challenge is going to be, given that most of us have some form of um, beautiful Android or iPhone-type device these days, and mobile phones are out there everywhere, I want you to go out there and be a little bit visual with it, but you can do sound in a different way. So my challenge is going to be, and I invite you to post them to my Lean Intuitive Shaman page because I really want people to be creative and have a bit of fun, a bit of joy, laughter. Go out into nature and take some photos of things that you really love and cherish. Now, whether it happens to be your fur babies playing and doing what puppies or pussycats do or your chickens or whether you start doing the clouds and the moon or people that you love or just randomly taking photos and then picking the fourth best one for the day and go and post them up on my Facebook page. If you don't want to do the still photos, I'm certainly open to those people that are really brave and can get out there and do the live thing. I haven't quite figured out how to make it work properly yet. I seem to be a bit unco with that one, but we're getting there. So, you know, you might want to go and do, I'm, I'm good at being able to do the um, selfie sticks and do, I'll go to the beach and I'll just, let the waves talk to me. So our way of sharing some love and joy might be that I go out to the beach and and I get waves and I send a little video of that and put that on the page. So we want to um, invite all of you to create something visual or sound, either something to hang from Barbara or from me, something more in the pictorial or the video sense. And I'd like to see them up there on our page and maybe we can share them with Michelle at Enlightened Conversations to put up on either Facebook or on her website so that we're through this little show we've done now sharing out a whole lot of love, a whole lot of joy, a whole lot of laughter into the world. How does that sound? Excellent. Well, my business page is Successive Vibrations, so they can do the same on that as well if they feel like it, post things on there. Beautiful. So we've got to wrap it up now. So, Barbara, what I'd like you to do is tell everybody out there very quickly how they can get in contact with you via either email, phone, um, Facebook, social media or your website. Well, uh, my Facebook business page is Successive Vibrations um, and my 
Email address is the same, except you take out two letters out of the middle of it, so it becomes one word, successive vibrations, at gmail.com. Beautiful. All right, and we'll have them up on the um, website to do with um, this particular episode when it goes to air next Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. So for myself, if you would like to get in touch with me, my website has just look up rainbowlabyrinth.com and don't put any uh, www in front of it. You can also find me on Facebook um, as Lean Intuitive Shaman or if you look me up for my own personal page, it's Lynn Smith and in brackets Rainbow Lynn after that. Barbara, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been absolutely fantastic just sharing this space with you. I'm really, really grateful that you've jumped in and we've had a little play and we'll look forward to seeing what folk out there actually start creating to share with you, me and the world. So thank you and have a good rest of your day. Namaste. Thank Namaste. you. Thank you. Thank you.